If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome back to your Circle of Influence podcast, everybody. I'm your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker, and we're so glad that you're here with us today. We are talking about our favorite manifestation tools. How do we go after the things that we want and how do they show up for us without uh, chasing or feeling like we are working ourselves into the grave? Because that doesn't actually work for getting what you want, just so you know. Yes. I just want you to know that this is the universal symbol for bring on the woo-woo. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I feel like this is not woo-woo. I feel like it's facts. Science even, yes. Yeah, and it's like the the fact that the world has forgotten that this is how it works is crazy. But I do distinctly remember the first time I was somewhere and I was with a group of entrepreneur women. I was really new in business. I was probably like 21, 22. Mm -hmm. And they kept talking about the secret. Oh, and yeah. yeah. When, when the movie The Secret was really big, they kept talking about the secret, the secret, the secret. And I, finally, I was like, I'm sorry, what's the secret? And they're like, well, it's this movie and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know, but what is the secret? Like you keep talking about the secret. Like, what is it? Can you tell me? Like, am I cool enough to have the secret? And they were like, oh, it's the law of abundance and manifestation. I was like, no idea what that is. And then I just remember sitting there quietly the rest of the time. Like, I have no idea what anyone's talking about here. And, I feel really stupid. and now it, to me, it's like, how did I, how did I not? How did I not know that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, different words. It's 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 like um, it's like thinking you don't know what love is because you don't call it amor. We're saying the same thing. It's just yeah. a word for it, right? Um, well, I didn't even know. I didn't even know law of abundance. I didn't know. I mean, I just law of attraction and stuff. Thinking this, at, yeah. yeah, law of attraction. I was I was in my early twenties before I ever heard of this or manifestation mm -hmm. any of that. So, um, but to go from like that's the craziest made up thing that at first I was like, I think you just made that up. And then it was like, okay, I think there's something there, but this is super weird. And now it's just like, this is just the way the universe works. Like, of course it's like well, a, it's a law like gravity. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you've come around. Welcome back. <laughs> Your ancient wisdom in modern times. So let's talk about some of our favorite manifestation tools. One of the things that I use all the time. I mean, let, let me be clear. Everybody uses this. Yeah. It's whether you use it deliberately and consciously or not. And my favorite manifestation tool is the power of the word, whether it be a spoken word or written word. The ways in which I use the spoken word is by my affirmations and by my inner self-talk. Um, I used to have a therapist who used to say to me all the time, I love that you talk to yourself about yourself in the second person, like you're coaching this person. <laughs> So sometimes you're talking to yourself and you're like, okay, come on, Monica, one more rep. Come on, Monica, one more, you know. And so 
I, when I got clear on how poorly I talked to myself, my negative internal self-talk, like if you talk like that to somebody else, they'd be throwing bows. Like you don't talk right. to people like that. How rude and cruel. And so I've, I've done a lot of work to shift my inner, uh, inner talk to be very positive. Can I say a little trick that helps a ton? If you make yourself <laughs> apologize out loud, it changes your inner dialogue so fast. So when you catch yourself going through negative, you have to out loud, stop and say, I'm so sorry, Amy, that's not true. Yes. And it's like, it, it brings it to the forefront. Mm. You'll get that thing in the bud in like weeks, even if you've been struggling with it for years. Oh, I love that. That's a great hack. That's a great hack. Yeah. So, so negative self-talk, changing it to positive self-talk. And even if it's not like, you may not have positive things to say, <laughs> but you can say it in a positive way. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like feedback and so forth. Right. Um, the other thing about spoken word is also affirmations. Yeah. And I'm fond of saying questions are the creative acts of intelligence i don't know where i heard that i can't give proper credit but it's mine now because i've been using it for years and uh and so for me i use questions to create possibilities how can i afford this well what is possible here what is wanted what would be the best outcome what is the next best step how can i do this in a way that i can honor my values I really would like to take this person's head off, but that's not very Christian of me. So how can I express my displeasure, <laughs> Lord, in such a way that I don't end up murdering nobody? That's a question. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a when mess. You ask, what'd you say? I said, you're a mess. <laughs> you right, have no idea I love it. I have been saved because I paused <laughs> to ask a question. Um, Monica has never committed the sin of murder in real life but okay. like mental has been just just short you know, so many times thank goodness <laughs> thank goodness i believe in eternal life that's all i'm saying <laughs> um so and then in the written form i use the power of the word by scripting future pacing and mm. here's a trick I, I think sometimes we use our imagination kind of like in an inverse way because worry is really just imagination that you don't want catastrophizing yes we, we've talked about your catastrophizing <laughs> which honestly I used to think it was like a bad thing and what I realize now is like that's why I'm such a good writer because I can pull I can pull the story down and I can pull the story back up and I can move all the emotional turns yes. but I did for so many years just inside of my own head because it didn't have an outlet that it was not a positive thing and now when I see myself start to do that I'm like oh what story is brewing <laughs> yes I love creativity it. needs to come out of me that I'm making yes. up trauma in my own life yes. because reality this is supposed to be like that's the challenge in someone else's that's an excellent point let's let's leave it in our fictional characters let's let's yes. just you know assign them that job well this um, is one of my core values too is that drama is great in books and movies but calm is best in life and business and so it's like I when i start to agree. do that i'm like yeah that's some really good drama that you're making up there amy walker yes. look at you writing stories save it for the paper. <laughs> By the way, do you ever call yourself what I call you? Like Amy Maria de Los Angeles, Martinez Hernandez Walker. <laughs> um, every once in a while, like your voice is inside of my head and then I get all the names, but I can't remember more than three. That's all you need. That's all you need to be. Well, no, I guess it's four. I get Amy Maria de Los Angeles Walker. Yes. That's 
Okay. That's about as far as That's I guess. So I don't get like all eight. All Some, right. Sometimes it gets, so I think you've gotten up to like 10 or 12 before. I have. Know. Yes. That's all right. I mean, <laughs> you can't come to the cookout, but I'll bring you a plate. <laughs> okay. So another one that I use is you were speaking. Sorry. I'm still laughing about that one. <laughs> I've never heard you say that before. You can't come to the cookout, but I'll bring you a plate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are levels to this. There are levels to this. Okay. So another one that I use, speaking of catastrophizing, several years ago, there was a show called This Is Us. Do you remember this? Oh, one? yeah. Yeah. I had to stop watching it because I was like, I cannot have this level of, of emotional grief. investment, right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I am grieving the death of a father that is not mine. Yeah. Like I, it was too, it was too good. It was I good. had to stop watching it. Yeah. I couldn't put that much in. Right. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite characters in that show, uh, Randall and his mm-hmm. wife, Beth used to have this ritual where when something bad happened, they were like, okay, wait, what's the worst case scenario. Right. And they would just go in on it. Right. <laughs> be like, yeah. you know, if she skipped school to go on a date with her boyfriend or whatever, it's like, Oh, and then they got pregnant and we never hear from them again. And she ran away from home. But like the worst case scenario. And if you can, it helps to be absurdly funny about the yeah. worst case scenario, but if you can withstand the worst case scenario, then you're good. And it kind of settles your nervous system to be able to say, you know, whatever the worst case is, I can handle that. So let's go for it. Now now you kind of like freed up from that adrenaline and from that anxiety to be able to meet the thing head on because it's almost never the worst case scenario. Right. Right. It's like you've got all these possibilities and your brain is fixated on one. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's go there. Let's see what that really is. And then let's build more possibilities around it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that I'll mention for now, as far as manifestation tools, is um, I'm looking for hints of the thing that I want. Hmm. Many yeah. times. And we already do this, right? We already do this, but we do it for the things that we don't want. We want evidence of how we failed or how this is not going to work yeah. out or how blah, blah, blah. I go the opposite way. I'm going for, look, I told you I was rich. I found a penny on the floor, you know? And so it's like evidence of the thing that I'm already affirming in my life. I'm, I'm on the lookout for that for hints and for breadcrumbs that maybe I left myself. Right. And so, and that God has placed in my, in my path. I love it. Okay. I'm big on visualization. Um, like I can see whole movies inside of my head and, uh, sometimes me laying down with my eyes closed is better than anything I can find on TV. And so I, Big on visualization works really well for me. What I do though is pretty specific with my visualization. In the morning, I do what I call CB act. So if A was my A list, this is where I'm at in life. I look at all the things that are going on inside of my life. Mm-hmm. Then B is where I want to be. So these are all of my goals. This is what I'm working towards. This is what I'm trying to achieve. And then C is who I see myself as after I have achieved everything. Oh, I like it. What I do is in the morning, I visualize C first. So who do I see myself as when I have achieved everything that I'm trying to achieve? And I visualize that mm-hmm. and like the, the relationships and the being and the purpose. I mean, I even go so far as to visualize myself standing before God and reporting in on my life mm-hmm. and him being like, good job. 
and me being like, thank you. <laughs> Just that, that reunion moment. And so I visualize that. And then I come back and I look at the B list, which is what I'm, what I'm working towards, where I want to be next. And so I visualize myself having accomplished all of that. So I visualize myself owning the beach house and the retreat center or sorry, beach house. I don't even want a beach house. I don't <laughs> like to say that. I want a lake house. Yes. So, um, I visualize myself at the lake house. Um, And then I visualize, you know, owning all of the companies that I've bought and going through that process of hitting multiples arbitrage and selling and, you know, like creating jobs and processes. I go through all of that in my mind. Then I look at my life today. And so now I look through and I visualize what today is going to look like. And it's so different. Your to-do list shifts dramatically. Um, That's why before this call, I was telling Monica, we're going to finish our recordings early because I have a crap ton of work to do. And she's like, how do you have that much to do on a Friday? I was like, because this is all the stuff that every day this week, my brain, as I went through CB Act, um, has been like, it's not time to take action on that because these are the highest priority things. And Mm -hmm. now I have cleaned up stuff to do today. Mm -hmm. Um, it's all the stuff that it needs to get done, but it was not the top priorities. So that's the process that I go through in the morning. Now at night, it's a different process. At night it is only the C list. That's all I go through mm-hmm. is I see myself becoming what's my higher purpose. Um, the other thing that I do before I go to bed is I, I put my, my body my brain and my soul to bed. So I put my body to bed last night by doing yoga and just like stretching everything out and like letting all of the stress go and paying attention to my state. And then it was like, I went to go put my brain to bed and I was like, girl, you're so smart. I love you. I appreciate you. I need you to be a little bit more quiet tonight than you've been the last couple nights. So <laughs> you to like let everything go yeah. and just let it be. And then I had these four phrases that came into my mind. And so I wrote them down and then I wrote affirmations around them. And I went through the affirmations. I was like, that's awesome. That's, you know, that's where you're going to end today and where you can pick up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then um, I go to my soul and I'm like, okay, soul, you are the leader. You're the Mm -hmm. boss. Um, everybody else is going to sleep right now. You connect, you get yourself regrounded and then tomorrow you're in charge and you get to lead. And so, yeah, so that's my process. Um, I, it's funny, I hadn't been doing it in a while and I've been having a little bit of insomnia where it's just like, my brain is like, and we're going to do this and this and this. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. And then also my brain's like, no, we have more. And I'm like, (laughs) I cannot do this. So um, I was like, you know what? I haven't been putting my brain to bed. I've just been right. letting my brain run all day long and right. she doesn't know how to turn off. So um, so I love that process because it just, it really aligns me to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing that I love for manifestation is um, uh, writing out your story And again, this is the writer me, but I love right. You talked about it as future casting. I love writing out the story in detail. So uh, when we first moved to Georgia, we bought, I love this house. It still is my dream house. Uh, 10 acres out in the woods, um, all brick house, wraparound porch. When I first pulled up to that house, I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. Because I drew that floor plan out and I drew the property out uh, when Grant, who's my oldest, who's now 21, I drew it out when he was about four months old. Oh, wow. And I had a notebook ever since. And I walked into the house. I was like, okay, 
this office and the um the office and the dining room were swapped mm-hmm. but that's okay like that's pretty you know like they're in the opposite place but everything else i was just walking through this house and i was like this is the freaking house that i drew <laughs> like it's that's almost right. incredible. Um, so I, I believe it, and I had drawn that out and then I had written the story of my life. Here's the crazy part. I had one boy at the time. Um, I wrote in the story that I had five sons and five acres and along the way, there was a part of me that's like, you know, what? actually I do want a girl. And that did, I was like, nope, sorry. You already placed your order. No turning oh. back. <laughs> <laughs> you already placed your order. That's great. Order has been placed. So um, for me, the the written part works really well. And again, this is because I am a very word oriented person. So mm-hmm. writing it out, visualizing it, seeing it. I'm also a very visual person. That really works well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that uh, really helps for me is my decision making, mm-hmm. making decisions based on where I'm going. So yeah. when time to make a decision. The natural thing is to look at where you're at and say, I'm making this decision based on where I'm at, but it's like, no, no, no. I'm making this decision based on where I'm going. Yes. So let me look forward and let me make the decision that moves me closest to where I want to go. And then I will figure out how to move forward with that right decision. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are afraid of the gap of making a decision that they can't quite support yet. Um, but that decision is what propels you forward. So, uh, we make the wrong decisions. If we make a decision based on where we're at, it supports us staying in the same place. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I do. Oh, you know what? Another thing that I do, uh, is I count nature. Um, so whenever I start to feel a scarcity creep in, Mm -hmm. I will be like, Ooh, I recognize this. And for me, scarcity almost always goes in this direction. It starts with scarcity of time. It's time or support is the trigger. Mm -hmm. And then it turns into scarcity of money. And then it turns into scarcity of love. So, um, and success Mm -hmm. and that, and I just, I've been through this path so many times. It's like, Oh, I know where this goes. And so if I'm feeling like, I like everyone hates me or everyone's mad at me. I'm like, well, where, what came before that? Well, I was worried about not having enough money. Well, what came before that? I didn't feel like I had enough support. And so whenever that happens and I notice it, whatever point I will pause, I will stop and I will go look outside and I will start counting trees and mm-hmm. then I'll start counting branches on the tree. And then I'll start counting leaves on the tree. And then I'll start counting blades of grass. And I count nature until I no longer feel like it's scarce because everything that is created by God and by the divine is abundant. Mm. There's nothing lacking. Like one mm-hmm. apple has enough seeds to produce hundreds of thousands of apples. Yeah. Right. So everything that is made by God is made to multiply and to expand and to create. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are no limitations. And so I count until my brain is fully satisfied that that's the truth. And this is the lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love gratitude journals too. So making a list of all the things that you're grateful for. Yes. That's pretty great. 
And then the last one that I will tell you, this was when I did early on was a money journal. So with the money journal, you give yourself 1000 imaginary dollars that you have to spend today. And then tomorrow mm-hmm. that number becomes 2000 and then it becomes 3000 and then four. And if you do this for a month, you get to the point where you're spending $30,000 in a day, but the day before you spent 29,000 and the day before that you spent so much. And what that exercise does for you is it aligns you with who you really will be when you have a lot of money. Um, because a lot of us grew up, especially if we grew up without money, there was always this perception placed upon the people who had money mm-hmm. and there's fear of maybe it's, maybe money is going to ruin me. Maybe it's going to destroy my marriage. Maybe I remember at one point thinking like, why are all the women that I know that are making, you know, 500,000 a year, why are they all divorced? Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, that's my fear. <laughs> like that's my fear. Cause that's what I'm seeing. And then as soon as I found it and I changed it, I was like, Oh, now here's all the women making half a million dollars a year that are happily married. I didn't see them before. <laughs> Yeah. I was focused on what the fear was. Yeah. And so as I went through that exercise, it was like, wow, the world is really a better place when I have a lot of money. I did it for <laughs> right. about three months straight. And I was like, look at all these people that I've sent on cruises. Um, I've provided for my grandparents. I started a school um, for women in developing nations to build entrepreneurial skills. Like I did so many great things with my imaginary money during that month. It thoroughly convinced me that the world is better when I have money yeah oh I so totally agree it, the world is better when I have money and people that say that the money can't buy happiness have never bought happiness <laughs> I think you know what I think that should be is that money can't cure uh emptiness I think that's what that stage really be money can't cure emptiness um but money buys you choices mm-hmm Money buys you opportunities. Money buys you the therapy to help with the emptiness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, there's so many, and, and it, let me just tell you this. When you, I remember the year that we, um, that Christmas was provided by for us because we didn't have money for it. And so, um, it was my, my parents, my in-laws sent us like $150 And my parents sent us a little bit of money and that was the entire Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so Christmas for seven people was all provided through. Oh, and I also use like free cycle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, Let me go find free things that people are leaving on the side of the road, clean it up. And that's Christmas. And I remember the year that I paid more for somebody else's Christmas than had been like the sum of my last five years Christmases for my family together. And it was like, you know, I just paid for their happiness. Like, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So who says money can't buy you happiness, but it's not going to fill your emptiness. Absolutely. Um, The last thing that I'm going to say is prayer. Yes. Um, And I have a different take on prayer now than I did when I first started my spiritual walk because my relationship with God is different today than it was, you know, however long ago. And so for me, um, prayer isn't putting in an order with the divine, you know, Santa Claus with my divine baby daddy who owes me some child support or whatever, you know, it's not like that for me. It's more like, um, because I'm so clear that I'm a vessel of the divine. I'm so clear that I am a channel through which the divine expresses itself. And so it's more like, what do you want to do? (laughs) How do you want me to be helpful? How do you want me to serve? You know, what, what am I not seeing? 
uh, because you have a greater perspective than I do with my limited eyes and and, and feet and whatever. Um, and so when I can align myself with that level of like connection to source, then the divine downloads that come down, the access to intuition that comes down, the insights into, I think part of the reason why I am the kind of coach that I am is because some of that information about people don't come from data. It comes from insight. It comes from, you know, connected to the divine. And the the part of me that is connected to the divine is also connected to the part of them that's connected to the divine. And yeah. so in that way, we are already family. We already go together. Like everybody that I, you know what I mean? And um, so prayer for me is a way to confirm to myself, to remind myself that it's already, it's already happened. The yeah. game has already been won. And if you don't have it like you've already won, then the game's not over yet. So mm -hmm. it's a self-soothing mechanism, more, much more so than an asking mechanism for me, right? Um, and with that self-soothing, then I am in the energetic field where that possibility can happen, where I can, I'm of the vibratory alignment where that mm -hmm. thing can come to pass. And we, I make fun of it, like I call it woo-woo or whatever, um, but in, in all actuality, to your point, it's all science, mm -hmm. right? It's like, it's like tuning into a radio station. There's all the radio stations are available, but you're tuned in to 108.5 FM, for example, or 94.7 or whatever, right? It's like, that's all you can hear. Cause that's where you're aligned. But if you wanted to hear what 108 is playing, go where 108 is playing. And yeah. it's the same thing about wealth It's the same thing about collaboration It's the same thing about everything that you want to manifest in your life. And um, I, the last thing that I want to just add in here is like recognizing the source of all of this, I think multiplies it. And God does not work with one plus one equals two math. He's like, you give me one, I'll give you 10. And um, when you tap into that with gratitude and with um, that co-collaboration with God and um, aligning, and it, it's not even just because sometimes in, in faith-based communities, which I'm, I'm the kind of, I'm the kind of Christian that's in church every single Sunday, right? Like yeah. we yeah. are, we are churchy Christians. I know not everybody is, but we are. Mm -hmm. And, um, but not judgy Christians. So we're churchy, but non-judgy. That's my variety that I pick. I um, that. so when we are, uh, with other people of faith, sometimes there's this, like, my will doesn't matter. And it's all about God's will. And I'm like, I am God's creation. So my desire is his seed that he has planted inside of me. And I, and not all of them, sometimes, you know, there's also the desires that are destructive. Mm -hmm. And so it just takes a minute to touch base and be like, okay, so this desire, is this yours? Because if it's yours, I'm going to pursue it. And trusting that he wants really great things for you. Yes. Um, that God is a God of uh, abundance and God is a God who created wealth for you. I mean, gold is talked about in the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. um, God's creating the world and he's creating all these things and he's creating it for who? For us, for his kiddos. So um, recognizing that source of all, you can use any manifestation tools you want. You can call it whatever you want to, and you can have any faith context that you want to. Mm -hmm. There is a divine source that is based in love and is based in truth and is universal and no one religion owns it, um, but we all get to have access to it. 
The Honorable Reverend Dr. Amy Maria de Los Angeles Hernandez <laughs> Martinez Walker. Right there. Pass the plate. Pass the plate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank you all for being here with us today. You are amazing. We're so grateful to have you in our circle of influence and go ahead and connect with us. I'm at Amy Walker coach on Instagram. Monica is at Monica Ogando and uh, leave us a comment, subscribe, come back next time. We'll see you all soon. Bye everybody.